You guys know I love hopping on my free stress to success coaching calls with you, but you should also know that the topic of money comes up in almost every free and paid coaching call that I do. And it makes sense, right? We're all in business to make money, doing the things we love doing, basically living the dream. And while most people shy away from talking about this juicy topic, I could talk about the mindset behind money and making more of it all day long. So today, I'm devoting an entire episode to this topic to shine a light on how the thoughts and stories you have around money are holding you back from making more of it in your biz. If you're someone who's struggling to go from simply making enough to more than enough, this episode is for you. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. So today we're going to talk about a topic that no one likes to talk about. (laughs) So... What I notice is that a lot of us are business owners, creatives, entrepreneurs, and we are setting out to make a living doing what we love. But so many of us really shy away from the topic of money. And I think this is really quite bizarre because if we are in business, then our main goal is to make money. So it makes sense that we kind of dig in a little bit deeper and we talk about this topic more and we really shine a light on it because in order to make more money, we need to become really comfortable with money. We need to be comfortable talking about money. We need to become comfortable with the stories that we have around money and how they're holding us back from making more of it. So in today's episode, I really want to go deeper on the stories that we have around money, because as business owners, I think a lot of times we bring a lot of baggage to the table, right? We bring a lot of thoughts to the table around money, and they're kind of beliefs that were already like pre-programmed into our brains, So we haven't necessarily given them a lot of thought. We haven't looked at those beliefs and decided if they're actually beliefs that are in support of what we want. And more importantly, they're not beliefs that we've chosen for ourselves. So today I'm going to dive into the five most common money stories that I hear the most, both on the free coaching calls that I do, my free stress to success coaching calls, which if you haven't booked one of those and you've been listening to the podcast now is the time. What are you waiting for? Get over there and do that because I would absolutely love to connect with you. But also in my future you coaching calls where we go a little bit deeper on all of the mindset challenges that you're having currently and how you're really holding yourself back in your business and how you can move past them to create more of the results you actually want in work and life. So let's dive in, shall we? So 
The first story that I hear you guys say is, well, I don't even really need to be making money doing this. Like I love creating XYZ products so much that I would do this for free. It's really not about the money for me. I'm running a heart-centered business. Like I just don't, I'm not in it for the money. Okay, let's go a little bit deeper on this one because I just want to call BS. I do not believe that these amazing, incredible women with marketable skill sets and so much to share with the world would be coming to me looking to really create a successful, thriving life and business if they did not want their business to be profitable, right? It just doesn't make sense. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. So I think a lot of times what this story does is it keeps us safe. It protects us. It really holds us back from setting those big dreamy goals and not hitting them, right? Because what I find with clients sometimes is that they actually have a fear of success. They have a fear of what it would do to their life if they became successful. They have a fear of what stepping into that role as a business owner, what kind of ripple effect that would create. And a lot of times those are negative connotations. And I think this is really important to recognize because if you're saying, I want to create more income in my business. I want to generate more clients. I want to sell more of X, Y, Z. And you are realizing that that is going to take a serious time commitment on your part. And you are not necessarily willing to put in the time or you are not necessarily willing to quote unquote sacrifice that element of your life that you believe is necessary to create that success, of course your beliefs are going to be bumping up against each other, right? So if you're saying, I need more clients, I need more money, and at the same time in your head, you're having that thought that if I create more clients and if I create more money, my life is going to, I'm going to sacrifice these things in my life. I'm not going to be able to spend as much time with my kids. I'm not going to be able to go on the field trips or drop everything for sick days with them or you know, I'm not going to be able to go to girls night anymore. You know, whatever it is that you're creating that story around, I really, really want to encourage you to examine it because those two beliefs cannot live in the same place. Meaning that you can't believe that you're going to create more success and more income and more revenue and believe all of that is going to be a good thing while also holding in your head, hey, I also think that I'm going to have absolutely no social life if I reach that amount of income, if I reach that amount of success. And what I really encourage you to work through is how those two beliefs work together, how creating more income and creating more impact in your business will actually fuel your life, right? Will actually allow you to hire the VA, to hire the team, to hire the support system, to get more of the childcare support that you need, to free up more time, to allow you to take on less clients at a higher price point, right? So our brain can start really solving that problem instead. How do I create more income while 
also creating the same standard of health and happiness and free time and expanse and abundance in my life at that very same time? How are those beliefs working together? How is me making more money actually a good thing, right? Because when those beliefs are bumping up against each other, it makes it so much harder to take the right actions that are actually in support of what you want, because there's no way that you're going to follow up with clients. You're not going to post consistently on social. You're not going to keep showing up with people. You're not going to try to generate more leads. If at the very same time you believe that by doing that, your social life is going to go out the window, that you're no longer going to be able to have time for the lunch dates or the runs or to go to Pilates class or yoga, whatever it is that you really find joyful. So I really encourage you to shift that story or at least examine why it is that you're telling yourself that you don't need to make money in your business, right? Because At the end of the day, you are running a business. You are in this to make money. That is actually a good thing, right? We need more female entrepreneurs in the world making a living doing what they love. Like This is absolutely an incredible time to be doing this. So I really encourage you, take a look at why you're holding yourself back in that way and why that is a story you are so intent on telling yourself. So the next one that I hear all the time is that my industry is oversaturated. I know a lot of you are like nodding your heads right now and you're like, oh, I feel this one so deeply. Um, I know I work with photographers and this is one of those that comes up all the time for them where they say, oh, there are just so many wedding photographers. Oh, there are just so many photographers. Like it's really hard to stand out. It's really hard to make a living in this industry. Like there are just so many of us, right? Okay, so a few points here, and I think this is especially true in the photography industry, but you are not going to be for everyone, right? So this is why there it, it's so incredible that there are there's so much to choose from, right? And I especially saw this, um, I had my bridal shower a few weeks ago in Chicago, and I was looking for someone to shoot images of that day. Really beautiful venue, really beautiful location. And I just knew that I didn't want to be on my phone that day, like trying to snap the perfect Instagram photos. I really wanted to be able to spend time with the people who were there. So I sought out and I posted in a few Facebook groups and I said, I'm looking for a photographer to photograph this event. This is when, like when it will be. And also I would love if your photography style is in line with my aesthetic, right? And pointed them to my Instagram feed. Now, I will tell you right now that it was actually really hard to find someone who fit in that realm. And I know that sounds, those of you who are photographers are like, yeah, right, I just don't believe it, right? But it was actually really difficult because there were so many different styles and there were so many different perspectives and there were so many people that just like had different values and different quirks and different qualities and different aesthetics that finding someone who was perfect for me actually ended up being a little bit of a chore. And I spent a good amount of time like scrolling through Chicago wedding photographers (laughs) on like hashtags to, to look for people. And I think this is just such a good reminder that it is your job to get in front of your people, right? Because I'm not saying that 
those people didn't exist. I don't have like this super unique aesthetic that could never be replicated by another photographer. But what I did find was that they were actually really difficult to find. So the more that you get out there, the more that you show up consistently, the more that you get visible, the easier it is for your people to find you. So, and those are people that are going to connect with your core message. They're going to connect with you as a person, right? They're going to really like feel like you are the person for them. And I can tell you because I paged through enough about pages. I looked at enough pricing. I looked at enough, um, you know, variety of packages and people who shot different types of events, whether that be lifestyle photography or whether that be they only did wedding photography, right? It's your job to position yourself in a way that's unique, right? In a way that's true to you and what makes you special and what makes you the person that is going to connect with your ideal client. So I think that's just so important to remember because when you're telling yourself that your industry is oversaturated, it's making it so much harder for you to make money, like so much harder, right? Because you're just not going to show up for it. If you believe that, like on a core level, you believe that there are already enough people in your industry, that there are already people doing what you're doing, that there's no way that you could possibly make an impact or why would anyone want to hire you? Whatever your specific money story is around that as a business owner, you're just not going to show up. Like, why would you do that? Why, like, why would you tell yourself that story and then like show up and put yourself out there? You just wouldn't. It just, it doesn't make sense, right? It's like, it would be the same as if you didn't believe that there was anyone out there for you in terms of a partner or a soulmate or a relationship. You just wouldn't go on dates, right? Like, that belief just doesn't bring about the right action, right? It just doesn't bring about the actions that are in support of what you want. So the same thing here, the same thing when you're telling yourself your industry is oversaturated. So I just want to really make a point that you want to choose beliefs that are in support of what you want. If you want to believe that you can have a amazing, thriving business, then you're going to want to choose beliefs that aren't my industry is oversaturated. (laughs) You're going to want to choose beliefs that are, I have something unique and wonderful to offer my ideal client and I am the person for them. So actually like really random and bizarre example of this, but most recently, um, we've been trying out new toilet paper and we ended up picking up this one brand that has been just like really terrible and we have two packs of it, right? So we've just been trying to use it up and it's awful. It leaves like lint everywhere. It makes like a freaking mess, like both on the roll and then like when you actually use it. Um, and it's like hilarious because Brian and I have had so many conversations around this toilet paper at this point, but I think that this is like, even though it's a strange example, it's such a great example of an industry not being oversaturated because I can guarantee we will never buy that toilet paper again, but how wonderful is it that there are so many other options, right? That there are so many different brands that I can try that I would 
absolutely pay more for (laughs) just to not have this problem, just not to have like lint and little pieces of toilet paper all over the friggin' place, right? And I think that is just such, I mean, if that's the case with toilet paper guys, then obviously in these service-based industries that we're running, where we're really putting our heart and soul into them and we're serving our people and we're showing up and making an income and an impact on a so much larger scale, like of course people are going to be willing to pay more for someone that they feel like is in alignment with what they want and the person that is really speaks to their heart and really speaks to the results that they're looking to create. So whether you're a photographer, whether you're a website designer, whether you're a coach, like whatever industry you're in, where you're telling yourself that the industry is oversaturated, really pay attention to that story and really think about what is the belief that you can choose instead that is going to be more in support of what you're looking to create. Shifting your mindset around money so you can trust in yourself to take more of the right actions and make more of the right investments in your business can be a serious game changer. But so many creative and entrepreneurs are sitting in a story about all the things they think they need to do to grow their business and completely missing out on the foundational mindset work it takes to actually follow through on those small, consistent efforts that yield more income and impact. If that sounds all too familiar, you're absolutely going to want to join me for my free stress to success coaching call together. We'll uncover the mindset shift that will make the biggest difference for you. So you can start taking the right actions consistently and start saying no to the things that aren't bringing in results. Head over to amandadenley.com slash free call to book. I only do three of these each week. So get over there and book yours today. The other thing I hear all the time is that I don't have enough time to make the kind of money I want to make. And I see this with side hustlers, um, people who are still working their full-time job and they're running their business on the side. I see this with moms who are also, you know, new moms who are learning how to adapt their work schedule to have a new kiddo in their life or moms who have multiple kiddos and spend a lot of time, um, you know, shuttling the kids around to their various events or just simply don't have the support in the childcare department. So they spend a lot of time with their kids. And I think that this is, you know, it's kind of nuanced because everyone's situation is different, right? But when you're telling yourself that you just don't have the time to make your business work, it's really blocking yourself from any kind of meaningful change and meaningful progress. And what I mean by that is our brains search for answers for the questions that we ask it, right? They're really amazing in that way in that they're always kind of like working on the back end. (laughs) Like even when you're doing something else, that's why you get amazing ideas. Like when you're out for a walk or in the shower or, you know, just doing something completely different than what like the problem you're looking to solve essentially. So I think that when we say like, we just don't have enough time, it blocks all of the answers. It basically keeps you from making any kind of meaningful change because you're not asking the right questions. You're not actually asking yourself like, okay, what could I do to create more time to focus on my business right now? What could I do so that my income isn't as tied to my time? Or how could I raise my rates so that I'm making more money in less time, right? And these are all like 
so much more powerful questions and they're going to yield such better answers than simply asking yourself or simply telling yourself that you don't have enough time. So a while back, I read a book and it was put out by FreshBooks and it was called Breaking the Time Barrier. A super fascinating read. I'm pretty sure that if you Google it, you could pull it up. I think they have an ebook version and it's like so incredibly worthwhile for those of us in service-based industries because what I what I really remember, I read it ages ago, but what I really remember getting out of this book was that your income and the money you make does not necessarily have to be associated with the amount of time you put in, right? So those of us who are used to working or were used to working um, like as freelancers, so like when I first started my design business, I was a freelancer and I got paid an hourly rate, right? So my income was directly tied to the amount of time that I worked. And I think that this is one of those things that once we can kind of realize that, and once we can realize that that's the way that we set up our businesses for ourselves and ask ourselves like, okay, is that really what I want? Is that really the best business model for me? And take a step back and start charging for the value you provide it can really be so much more powerful, right? And this is why you see so many, um, you know, designers and website designers offering flat rate pricing. It's because they're actually charging for the value they provide. They're charging for the fact that they're providing you with a website. But does that mean that they have like haven't spent hours beforehand getting everything set up so that they have the right process and the right templates and the right, um, image resources and all of that kind of stuff on the back end before they even work with you, most of the time that's the case, right? Like most of the time they've put hours and hours and hours upon getting to the point they are now. So at the point at which you're you're paying them for a website, you're paying for not only the time it takes for them to build your website, but you're also paying for like all of the time it took for them to get to that point, right? All of the things they've put in place to be before you even became a client to get to that point, right? And that's why value-based pricing can be so incredible because it can really open up the doors where it's you just become really good at your craft, right? you become really, you become the go-to person because you've done it so many times, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily correlated to the amount of time you put in. So it can be a great way to really like free up hours in your day and also still provide your clients with a quality product. Um, So I really just encourage you to start thinking about how it is that you're pricing yourself. Because the other thing that I see people doing is way undercharging for their services, right? And I see creatives and entrepreneurs who don't necessarily do the math. Guys, if you haven't done the math, I can't, like, I can't stress it enough. Like, really think about how many clients can you handle at a time? How much are you charging per client? How many of those would you take on in a year? And what, like, how much are you making out of all of that? And remember, like, once you get that number, you still have money going to business reinvestment. You still have money going to taxes. You're paying yourself. 
So that number, like, and you have health insurance costs, like the list goes on really like consider your expenses as well. And then really look at how much you're charging, because I see this over and over again, when people are telling themselves that they don't have enough time, it's just that they haven't really run the numbers. They don't actually know how much it's costing to run their business. They don't actually know how much time they're really spending. And they just don't know how long like projects are taking them and how many clients they can take on at a time. So I would get really curious about that. I would look at how much you're charging and like whether that's actually sustainable because I think a lot of times, again, these stories are blocking us from getting to the root of how we can actually make more money. So this one is a doozy and might be triggering for some of you guys. (laughs) But the other thing I hear is that I can't afford it. Now, raise your hand if you've ever said that one before, thought that one before. Okay, don't do that if you're driving. But anyway, I see this all the time. And what I what I take it to mean is that it isn't a priority. So that's okay, right? It's okay for you to for it not to be a priority for me to get that $30 lip gloss I wanted, right? Like, okay, not a big deal, not a priority right now. We'll probably push it off until, you know, I get the 12th targeted ad for it and then maybe I'll, I'll pull the trigger, right? But when you're like, okay, it's, it's not a priority, it's very different from telling yourself that you can't afford it. Because I think what happens is a lot of people just create this story around like there's never enough, right? Like I can't afford it. There's never enough. I can't have the things that I want. And like it kind of has this snowball effect, right? Where if you're constantly telling yourself that you can't afford things, it can be really dangerous because you get into this cycle of just never believing that there's enough money. And I think it puts you in this position where you're just like always scared and you're always fearful. And I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but I know that like there have definitely been times in both my business and in my life, keeping bank accounts separate, um, where I have told myself like, oh, like, you know, I can't afford it or just kind of like felt like money was tight only to go in and look at my bank account and have way more money there than I thought I did. Right. So I think a lot of times we're, we're creating these stories and they're not based on anything real. They're not based on anything actual other than like kind of a gut feeling. And yes, like sometimes your gut is like completely correct, but I find that sometimes with numbers, it really isn't. So if you're finding yourself saying like, I can't afford it, step number one, go in and look at your bank account and like start shifting your mindset around those things. Because I think that we just don't have, like, we don't have any basis for, okay, like, what would it look like if I could afford it? Like, what would it look like if I did feel like I had enough money right now? Like, what is that, that threshold like? And when we can look at that and we can approach that from a much deeper, um, and much more specific perspective, it just brings so much more clarity and it allows us to let go of that story. The other thing that I see when it's not a priority is just like 
buying something just might not be the right investment right now. And I think that's okay too, right? Um, you can be totally in support of, um, a product that, you know, one of your fellow entrepreneurs is putting out and you can be like, oh, that would be great down the line. But right now my business really needs X, Y, Z. And I think that that's okay. I think that it can be really powerful to just own that, right? Like just own the fact that it's not that you can't afford it. It's just not the right investment at the moment. Right now, your business needs something different. Right now, you need something different. Um, Like I would love to throw more money at brand photography right now, but right now my business just needs something different. It's just not the right investment. And it doesn't mean that brand photography is bad or that I can't afford brand photography. Like neither of those things are true. It just means that it's not the right investment for my business right now. So I think that when you're really careful about those stories that you tell yourself, when you're looking at what you actually mean by I can't afford it and you allow yourself to get to like go a little deeper, dig a little bit, like get to the root of that story. What are you actually saying? And are we just creating this unnecessary drama or unnecessary story around something that just isn't true to begin with? One more note on I can't afford it because I think this is actually super important. So I see way too many people not approaching money from an empowered place. And what I mean by that is they're, you know, they have invoices that they sent out and they haven't heard anything back from their clients and they're close to being overdue and they just don't have money coming in right now. And they're feeling kind of like, you can hear it in my voice. They're feeling kind of like ho-hum about the whole money thing. And I think that all too often, for some reason, we get into this pattern of, oh, well, I just need to sit here and wait. And then I need to wait for more client leads to come through. I need to wait for the money to come through. Like, And I just don't believe in that, right? <laughs> I believe that we are 100% responsible for creating the results that we want in our life. And this goes all the way back to money. So when you are approaching money from the perspective of, oh, I'll just wait, I'll send, I just sent an invoice. We'll have to see when they pay it. Like, no, 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 no. Let's approach that from a more empowered place. How can we create that money like now? If we're getting close to a deadline when a client was supposed to pay, can we follow up with that client? If we're trying to generate more leads in our business to create more money, how are we doing that? How are we getting more visible? How are we asking for the sale? What are we doing to really get ourselves out there? And I think when you can approach money from a place of empowerment where you're not just simply waiting waiting for something to happen, but rather you're going out and you're creating money for yourself. It can be so much more empowering and it ties you to the result, right? So it ties you to actually creating that income and that impact. And it allows you to believe that you are the source of creating that, which is so much more powerful, so much more powerful than sitting and waiting for something to happen. So I think that if you're finding yourself kind of taking a back seat in your business, it can be really powerful just to ask yourself, okay, am I taking an empowered approach to creating money or am I sitting back and am I waiting for something to happen? And just that energy shift alone, just 
just that that shift from going from just like passive to being more proactive and going after what you want can be so incredibly powerful. So the next thing I see, and I see this on a lot of um, coaching, free coaching calls that I do, where these women really want to invest in working with me. They completely 100% believe in future you and the results that it will create for them in their life and business. And they're like 90% on board and they're just like, they so want to pull the trigger. And then all of a sudden, these stories bubble up, right? So the next one that I hear is, I'm not sure if I should be spending money on something else right now. So I think that this is especially pertinent to mindset coaching and like coaching in general, right? Because what I see a lot of times is people really want to throw money at things that they think will be a quick fix. They, they're they essentially, they're just making the wrong investments, right? They want to throw money at, oh, like I really just need to get my work, website working right now, or I really just need a rebrand, or I really just need to hire a Facebook ads consultant, right? But until you have that underlying foundation, until you are crystal clear on your message, until you have like you've done the mindset work to actually show up consistently, until you are comfortable getting more visible and comfortable talking to people on the phone and are comfortable with the results that you actually provide for your people, until you've done that underlying foundational mindset work, all it, like you're essentially burning money when you're spending it on ads or when you're rebranding for the millionth time. And believe me, as someone who raises their hands, spending way too much time toiling away on their website for way too long, I can tell you that it wasn't actually about the website, right? If people are not going to your website now, when you know it's ugly and you don't like it, there's very little chance that once it's beautiful and polished, that more people are going to be going to it, right? So there's like there's just a disconnect there. There's a different problem that we need to solve. And I think that the sooner that you can realize that and the sooner you can get your mindset on board in making the right investments and fully trusting in yourself to make the right investments, that's when I see things shift for people. So I think that a lot of times when we're saying like, I don't know if I should be spending money on something else right now, or I really just need to get my website going, or I really just need these Facebook ads to work, like whatever it is that you're, you're pointing to that you're like, oh, but I also need this other thing. And I don't know, like maybe coaching is the wrong thing to invest in. That's like, that's when I really want you to think about what it is that you want and whether that thing is the right investment for you right now like what is the result that you're looking to create and is that really truly 100% the right place to be putting your money and guys I know this is hard like it is so freaking difficult to see your own blind spots and that is why I offer that free stress to success coaching call because I know that when you're so close to it it can be so hard to see anything outside of that tunnel vision, outside of yourself. And it can be really hard to fully trust in yourself to make the right investments. So if you are finding yourself saying, I don't know if I should be spending money on something else right now, then I really encourage you to like think about that result that you're looking to create, get some support, hop on one of those free coaching calls, um, really look at what 
what it is that, what, what are the right actions? What are the right investments for you to be making right now? And are you simply pouring money into something because you think it's going to be a quick fix? Because I, I can tell you, I, after building two businesses, I can tell you that it is very rarely a quick fix, right? So I think that if you can really invest in the in cultivating the right mindset, if you can really invest in making sure that you are, you know, spending your time and money in the right places, that is worth its weight in gold. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about, I think I think we've been through five. This is a little bonus one then. Um, <laughs> the, the last thing that I want to talk about is that I also see a lot of people approaching investments in this mindset where they're they're viewing that money as if they spend it and then it's gone, right? So they're not truly viewing it as an investment. And I can tell you as someone who has built two businesses from the ground up, without going into any debt, I can tell you that really getting the support that you need and viewing it as an investment rather than simply I'm spending this money and then it's gone can be so incredibly powerful because I think a lot of the times we kind of cap our potential, right? Like our brains are really good at, at like looking at the numbers in our bank account and then looking at like, okay, what do I have coming down the pipeline? And like, can I stay safe and comfortable? But you're almost always making that decision from the place that you are now. And I think that when you can step outside of that and you can say, okay, is this an investment that's going to pay off long-term? Am I viewing this as an investment that's going to help me get more clients, that's going to help me create more income, that's going to really pay off down the line so that I can, you know, get the results that I want, make the income that I want so much faster rather than simply staying stuck or pouring money into the wrong things or just spending money and then it's gone and like zero results will come from it. If you can think of it more of an investment and less of a spend, I can tell you that it makes it so much easier to part with that money, but it also makes it so much easier for that money to come back to you. It makes it so much easier for you to put in the effort, to take those aligned actions, to really truly believe that you fully trusted in yourself to make the right investment and that that money is absolutely going to come back to you. And I can tell you that can be way more empowering and way more aligned and see way more results because of it. Um, simply by shifting your point of view there. Because of course, you're going to show up for it more. You're going to take more of those actions. You're going to see more results of that rather than simply viewing it as a spend that like doesn't go anywhere, right? Like simply viewing it as like a one-time thing where you spend that money and now you don't have it and it's just gone. If you can believe that long-term that will come back to you, it's so much more of a powerful belief and so much more... Um, just like empowering around money in general. So if you have loved the stories that we have gone into today and seen a little bit of yourself and one or a few of these, I have an offer for you. So I created a free um, journaling guide, which is called one week to mastering your money mindset. It's the business owner's guide to unearthing your money stories so you can start making more of it. 
So this is a free journal guide that really takes you through step-by-step to unearth your money stories and really get to the root of them so that you can shift them. Because like I said, these stories can be really hard to identify on your own. And a lot of times they're just stories, they're just beliefs that you had that were like pre-programmed right like maybe it was growing up and your parents saying like money doesn't grow on trees or maybe you just never felt like you were able to make ends meet or you never felt like that there was enough so you're bringing that belief into your business as well even if the numbers aren't necessarily saying that So whatever it is for you, whatever those stories are, it can be so incredibly valuable just to become more aware of them and to choose beliefs that are more in support of creating more money and more abundance and more profit in your business. So you can find that at amandadennelly.com slash money guide. I will also link to it in the show notes and I really encourage you get over there, download that free guide, um, work through it and definitely let me know how it goes. Okay. Always happy to hop on that free stress to success coaching call and really dive into what it is that you found in that guide and really support you through making more money because ultimately that's what we're all in business for, right? All right. Have a beautiful rest of your day, guys, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelycom slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. But it's your job to be... Si- p- blah, blah. <laughs>